0: Hello and welcome to the Hairdresser Strong Show. My name is Robert Hughes. I'm your host. We talk about career-defining topics that are important to rising and transforming hairstylists. Uh, Today we have Sarah Dufresne. Sarah, will you please introduce us and tell us a little about yourself?
1: Okay. Hi, guys. Uh, My name is Sarah Dufresne and I run my own little studio uh, located in Tyson's Corner. Um, area in it is called Dufrain on your main and it's located inside of Sola Salon Studios in
0: Tyson's Corner. And, and I've long? been there
1: almost for four years on February 3rd. It will be four nice. years that I've had my studio open. So
0: awesome. Kind of
1: kind of exciting. Thank you. Thank you. So it's been, it uh, feels like it's like, you know, gone by so fast. I can't believe I've been there for four years. It's insane.
0: Yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, you're uh you're doing all the all the stuff too, so I'm I'm sure that has a lot to do with the time flying. You you're just uh kind of probably running around with a lot it's, to do. It's
1: different. It's it's a it is a completely different beast and compare compared to like when I first started, when I very first started my studio back in February, uh, February 3rd, 2017, was the first day that I started my studio. Compared that day to this day now, the way my studio aesthetic is, the way that I do hair, everything has completely changed. Um, I would say for the good, it's
0: That's awesome. completely I'm glad different. Hear
1: it turned me into a completely different hairstylist. I've grown so much. I mean, it's, I love it
0: nice. It. Well that's a, that's a perfect segue uh, into my uh, my first question was um, uh, for everybody who doesn't know, Sarah used to be a hairstylist at uh, salons uh, all the way up until she started her own suite. Uh, how long were you doing hair prior to that?
1: So let's see. Uh, about ten or eleven years. I worked at uh, PR Partners for one salon. That was the, that was the longest. I was there for about nine years, and then I worked at various salons one year here. So probably yeah, about ten years behind the chair.
0: Okay. So yeah. after ten years, Sarah goes out and uh, get, opens her own uh, suite. Um, tell us a little bit about why, why you decided to do that. Like what prompted that decision. <laughs>
1: Um, okay. it was a buildup. Um, I was having a lot of disagreements with my prior boss and okay. we just were not seeing eye to eye. And there was, ai I'm not going to talk about it, but there was a specific incident in which first I was, I went out and I looked for other options. Okay. You know, because I thought more long-term, like, okay, I can't really be here. Like, this person doesn't like me. This person doesn't like me. I can't work with this person. So, like, what are my other options? So, I actually looked into individual studio rentals. I had no intention of actually doing it. I just wanted to know what my options were. And that was probably in August. I left in end of January. Okay. The following year. Okay. So... Um, yeah, I, it just, there was a, there was a, like I said, I I had the, I had the idea in my brain, in my mind, the back of my head, and there was a buildup of incidences and just things that I couldn't handle within the salon drama. And then I bounced out. <laughs> I mean, right. it was very quick how quickly I bounced out of there, opened up my studio and, oh man, I haven't looked back since
0: That's awesome. So yeah, so you're doing hair in a salon, Um, you're just not getting along with your boss, you there's some, uh, some specific drama that's happening and it just wasn't really good fit so as you start to look elsewhere you kind of just stumble upon uh, this this uh, salon suite or did you specifically seek out the salon suites did you look at any other salons before and are including that or before that
1: well I just wanted for I just was thinking more temporary like the situation at my old salon was so bad that I was like I got to get out like within the next week or so so moving to my own studio was quick and easy and it was an easy draft like i could just make all my decisions so i did it quickly i didn't anticipate being here for four years i thought maybe i'd be here for a year or two find a better salon and move on i love salons i love working with other people i just the last salon i worked at was you know it it had I had run, it had run its course. I had learned everything that I was going to learn from those people. And, you know, I grew as much as I was. So I had to outgrow that and move on. So that's how I ended up in my suite. And I've really grown since then. So cool.
0: So uh, you just touched on a point um, that kind of segues us into, I think it's, it's really going to be really interesting to hear what you, you would say the pros and cons are.
1: Okay. So I would say, let's start with the salon. I. Okay love the salon vibe, especially the last salon that I worked at because it was an apprenticeship salon. I really love the salon vibe. I mean, I loved working with other people. I loved brainstorming with other people. And I still do where where I work now. People come by all the time and run questions by me and vice versa. So I still have that. It's just... 16 individual businesses within, you know, one salon versus 16 individual stylists within one salon. You know what I mean? So pros about the salon is that you learn the etiquette of the salon. You learn how to actually be a hairdresser. This is a service industry. Like, yeah, getting your hair done. It is a luxury. It isn't, you know, some people consider it a necessity. I consider it a luxury. On etiquette, I think that is the most important thing. So I have been there for four years and this is kind of like salon versus suite, but one thing that I have noticed that the salons that do not do well, like the people that come in and don't do well enough is they don't know how to have, like maybe they don't have enough salon etiquette. Maybe they haven't spent enough years working at a good enough salon to understand everything from the receptionist to your everything from from the start all the way, you shampoo, you sell them products. I mean, like there is nobody else to help you. It's all you. So that in and of itself is huge, and it's hard to to manage that. But obviously, in the salon, you have
0: help. Oh, in the salon, it sounds like uh, I love this. By the way, if I if I'm if I'm hearing you right, so correct me if I'm wrong. It sounds like you're saying being in a salon teaches you etiquette, so you understand the full uh experience of the customer. So it's not all about you and your yes. craft. You know, we, we still need people to cut their hair so we can pay our bills. So you also are, need to
1: know how to be a service person and not be an a-hole sometimes. Yeah, yeah. no,
0: I love this. So like, so, so like
1: you put put your ego aside, that's great that you're good and you have followers or whatever but you also have to have salon etiquette and you have have to to. know how to treat clients they're still clients I
0: you just uh totally gave me an idea uh I don't want to dive into this too much but um you know talking about like dealing with customers as a as a suite owner um talking about like tying etiquette to dealing with customers like you if you act in a very professional manner and you're more formal and you're not like super informal and like the more informal you get the less professional you get it hurts you in establishing boundaries with your customers saying like oh no i'm your hairstylist uh and now we're going to check you out and now i'm going to be your hairstylist and now i'm going to book your appointment but it's not like yo you can't hit me up at 2 a.m and think that i'm gonna like answer your call because yo we're friends you know that- like, I
1: appreciate that. Like some of my clients, yes, yes, you're 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 spot on, because some of my clients, that's great. We text each other, whatever it it it's, we we have great conversation. But you're right. At the end of it, yo, let's talk. Let's let's cut the personal side of it. And now I got to ring you out. Don't complain about the price. Don't complain about like. One thing I will say about the studio is people will bombard straight through you. Um, I have experienced a lot of that which has made me into a steel Sarah (laughs) that I don't, I have no feelings for that. Um, I don't allow people to do that to me. I don't allow them to bulldoze into my space and my boundaries. This is my, I pay the rent here. You don't throw your bags all over my studio. You don't, this is not your your living room.
0: Right. And so I I like that. So you feel like working in a salon has like, and having the uh, separation of those duties and learning the etiquette of that whole process, you feel like that's helped you manage your customers and set boundaries. Cool. I love that. Yes. That's a huge, huge, like, if you're going to go out on your own make sure that you understand what boundaries mean. Cause when you don't, like what you're saying is they're gonna steamroll you and nickel and dime you and pick you apart and question the value and the cost of everything. And uh, you need to understand, know how to deal with that and working in a salon will
1: help. One one thing that I've noticed with COVID, you know, we, we are businesses within a business. So we have to go, we have certain protocols that we have to follow. Like Sola Salon Studios has protocols they have to follow. So they lock the doors, right? It's simple. Tell your clients, we've told plenty of people over and over and over again, tell your clients, they need to stay in your car, their car, wait until you text them. Nobody can wait in the hallway. They have their clients just walk in all over the hallway. And I feel oh. like the hall monitor, I'm like, sorry, lady, you got to work outside. And it's cold. It's 34 degrees. Sorry, you got to go back to, your car. they get angry. I've had my clients do it. And I'm so like diligent about like I send them the same text message every morning hey by the way we're still doing COVID some of my clients are like all right Sarah I get it you're in COVID and I'm like listen one person is is, is messing up so therefore I am still sending it to every single person every morning don't bring your person I don't want that dirty thing in my studio you know you can bring a bag or you, or you can bring your um like a book And your phone. I I have water available if you need it. You know, you don't need anything. I have a charger, you know, so um, boundaries is the hardest thing to set in a suite.
0: You know, grow some thick skin, uh, learn how to set boundaries. um, So those things will help you in the event that you're going to...
1: It's not what you say; it's how you say it. Some of I, some of the things that I've heard, some of the conversations that I've heard over the years, where where I work, where people are talking to their clients, I'm like, well, no, what you know, you have, to, you can't have a bad attitude. Like you're a service provider. Like don't don't let your ego get into it. You have to just. Sometimes you, like I, I get clients that will yell at me for something. I mean, thankfully I don't get enough, like a lot of those, but sometimes if they do yell, right, like they get, they get angry. So I don't know, whatever, something happens. You have to just sit there and kind of let them be angry, let them get their feelings out and then you fix the problem, but you can't they're not your friend you can't argue back with them like this is not yeah, that kind yeah. of relationship yeah. you have to be professional
0: yeah that's you know? not so-, uh, so if you had to say like what what was what is your uh least favorite thing about working in a salon like
1: now that i've worked in a suite for so long i'll tell you what <laughs> really nothing bad about the salon now if you have really One thing I will say is like, I don't like the kind of hairstylists that are greedy about money. Like I, you know, I started out going, I started working at, um, oh man, what's that called? Bubbles. And they were very competitive. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I just remember my teacher telling me, don't worry about the money worry about the person in your chair because the person in your chair will lead you to the money. But if you go searching for the money and you do like shit jobs, sorry, you know, you do like bad jobs on people because you're rushing to make money, you're not gonna have a lot of um, retention. So I focus more on retention versus like, what is it quality over quantity? That's how I feel. I prefer doing, 3 or 4 really long appointments a day versus like 10 haircuts and color retouches like god pff, kill me <laughs> you know gotcha. but i love so, doing that
0: so the i guess the the sounds like the uh if you had to narrow it down to some the thing that you dislike about salons would be um like uh like when you're stuck with a shitty coworker or a shitty boss yes it yeah. yeah
1: okay like so I'm if
0: you could find like the the dream team and the and the cool boss then maybe that'll be okay but you that's know, not I, easy to do
1: it, it no it isn't it isn't you know and and I worked at many salons for a long time and salons are you know it's the age-old thing we're all gossipy and clicky clicky you know gossipy and all that stuff and that was that was what led me to to leave because there was so much gossip going on behind me that I was like what what the hell like this is not okay so I was peace right.
0: okay and then what would you say your favorite thing about the studio is it's mine <laughs> okay that's solid I, right like there.
1: it's mine I have I love the way that my studio is set up now it's taken me a really long time I just love it my space i love my space um but let me tell you you're still working amongst 16 other people so i can be responsible for my little 99 square foot little ones my one share studio but i'm working with 16 other businesses
0: yeah, so, does that does that create any challenges? What type of challenges I should say? Does um, that create, what kind of stuff do you experience? Heat, like, people
1: are old, like, it's too hot, too cold. That's the biggest thing. Too hot, too cold. Um,
0: you control the your own heat and your own and your own.
1: No, they energy. do, and it's like the inside track is on one, and then the outside studios are on another. Oh. Okay, um, okay, okay. I don't honestly, I've been there so long. I don't personally complain anymore because like the only thing I complain about is the bathroom but it's because where the building and and during COVID actually it's been better but when people were upstairs the bathroom on the bottom floor, which is supposed to be Sola's bathroom was the only renovated nice bathroom. So everybody from upstairs would come downstairs and the maid wasn't going down. Yeah, so the, the maid wasn't able to keep up with it and they're not supposed to do that, but they would do it all the time anyway. So, but whatever, man, I just realized after four years, I can only control my little ninety-nine right. square foot. Right. Whatever's in here. If you walk outside, I can't control the heat. I can't control the smell. I can't control. What
0: do customers complain? Mm,
1: yes and no. Stylists? I mean, I feel like they complain. Like, well, stylists, not really. I mean, I guess I'm working with a really good bunch right now, so nobody's really complained about anything. Um, oh, we've you- gotten the whole. Your client needs to stay the F outside, you know, nobody's in the hallway, you know, it's, it's, right. we've drilled it in so much that people are respecting the rules and stuff so it's did really that, nice.
0: Did, um. Well, that, first of all, that's really good to hear. I, you're the first person that I've talked to that's talked about that, that the, um, the, what? the bathroom, you know, check the bathrooms because uh, that's something you should. Oh, share. yeah. And, uh, and the air, the temperature. Parking. Like,
1: parking. We parking. have great parking. We have yeah. great parking. We have a parking garage, a massive to. parking garage. Uh, they have a laundry unit, but um, I just dropped mine off at my mom's house. <laughs> and she's retired and she said that she'll do it for me because of COVID. And I told okay. her so,
0: for I those could, of us who don't have a mom to drop off our laundry with, uh, what, it, what is the experience in the laundry room?
1: Um, not bad. People keep stuff going. I mean, it's pretty. There, I mean it's a dollar wash and a dollar dry.
0: And uh, are there a bunch of them? Are there a bunch of washers? No,
1: there's only one washer, one dryer. So that's the one thing that sucks.
0: Wow. I wish they
1: had two dryers. But they don't have much room. That's the problem.
0: No, because they're trying to maximize the money off of y'all. That's why. One blow one chip for 16 hair hairdressers? Wow. So uh if you weren't gonna do that, what would you do? Just do your laundry like well, yeah, so in the middle of the night there's or 16 something
1: hairdressers and two tattoo artists, actually. Two tattoo oh. Yeah, two tattoo artists that work in in there. The rest of us are hairstylists, I believe. Yeah.
0: So so, so, yeah, so you have, have to The, the Laundry laundry is something that people should check on. Like if there's only one unit and you and it's gonna be paying to take it home. Maybe you could find somewhere that has more units. Maybe, maybe that's your solution. Oh, so I guess to wrap it up the topic, I would like you to give one piece of advice to uh, two different groups. How about your first piece of one piece of advice for a rising stylist uh, on the subject of whether they should, you know, consider a studio or a salon and uh, one piece of advice for a stylist looking to go out on their own. Okay.
1: For, for the ones that are starting out, find a good salon, find a mentor. Um, I would say do not departmentalize do color and cut because don't don't say you just want to do color or just want to do cutting um, make sure you do both because cutting goes with color so you want you want even if you want to be a color specialist like I'm a color specialist I still need to know cutting to go along with my coloring yes yeah. so um, don't I know a lot of stylists, especially now, like young stylists, they're coming out, they wanna be just balayage specialists or this. You won't, that's not something you can sustain 20, 30 years down the road. You need to know how you can balayage your 20 year old clients. If they, were, if they stay with you for 20 years, you have to know at 40 years old how to cover their gray hair. You know what I mean? So you need to know more than just what you want to specialize in. So I would say find a salon do not start this on your own unless you plan on investing a lot of money into education at l'oreal i mean tg's closed unfortunately that would that would have been my favorite but l'oreal redkin unless you plan on getting spending a lot of money on education um it will not i don't i do not think you will be successful i think you need salon you need somebody to give you some guidance somebody to give you a ground to stand on so you can make your own decisions so definitely find a good salon if you can find a mentor fantastic if not just cool. find a good salon awesome. um and and really any salon because you need volume more than anything especially right out of out of school you know you need volume you just need to learn how to talk to people and do hair so um and then you said advice for
0: uh so a stylist that say someone who already has a book and they're cons- they're thinking about going out on their own maybe they're not sure maybe they're scared uh you know whatever uh you want to approach but yeah one piece of advice for someone like that
1: for my book stylist you will not be booked like you are in the salon. Okay. Um, unless because you don't have a receptionist you don't have a like I said you don't have a shampoo assistant those things cost a lot of money or time you know those little 10 minutes at the front desk in the morning in the beginning and 10 minutes at the end and the 10 minute shampooing you know those that that cost time and money so and you're doing it so that's one thing and let you know I used to double book by myself but it is hard you know if somebody's late you're effed (laughs) you know what i mean so your whole schedule's messed up so so it's it's hard you that's the one thing i would say is you will not be it won't be booked the same you'll make the same money you but it will not be that salon flow
0: okay
1: i will say um and for anybody i say you must have a solid clientele because chances are you'll lose about 25%. 25% will stay with you for for life, like they, you know, they're your lifers. 25% will drop off because they don't want to go further. It's a weird experience. That's one thing. That's one thing that I got um, feedback-wise. Uh, some people really were not cool with the the one-on-one experience personally i love it but it was really for some people they like the salon you know i don't know the salon aspect of everything maybe talking about each other you know chatting seeing other people right Uh so there is that aspect but um that was one bit of feedback but make sure you have your solid clientele because you're going to lose a little bit you're going to have 20 25 25 to 50, that, that last 25 to 55 or that last 50 percent is probably going to stay with you for quite a while your first year or two and then they will probably wither away but by that time you'll be building more clients in that second year so it's weird it's weird your first year your sky i felt like i was skyrocketing and then my second year i was like i started losing clients but i was also gaining a lot of clients it, it was very a little bit like that, but I, it, you know, it, it was just different. It was so different from the salon. A,
0: be ready for so. a roller coaster. It sounds like it's going to be a little bit yes. of a roller coaster. it's just Do some shocks with your uh, in the
1: salon. It's a little bit more this because you have this. You have um back work. You yeah. have support. And yeah. in your own studio, you have no support. If you're running an hour late and your next client shows up, guess what? they are going to be
0: pissed. Right. Yeah. I like to end each interview asking um, uh, my guests to share an embarrassing moment behind the chair or in the salon. Uh, <laughs> is there anything that you got on your mind?
1: Okay. So uh, yeah, I thought about this story. So it didn't actually happen to me, but it, when I used to work in, uh, I don't know, when I used to work at my old salon, there was a lady who came in. This was probably about 10 years ago. Cause this was when we were, my old salon had two locations that we moved in and this was the first location. So this was almost 10 years ago. And this lady came in and she was sitting a couple chairs down from me. And I guess she, she came in and all frazzled, her hair's all like a mess. And she's like, oh, sorry if my hair smells like dog shit <laughs> because <laughs> she was cleaning the dog house out and there was shit everywhere in it. And she said, you know, you might wanna wash my hair because there might be some in it yet she said she washed her body, but she didn't wash her hair because she was getting it colored. But then as she was driving on her way there, she was thinking, oh, it might smell. So they might, and everybody started laughing. I mean, it was just, it was so that's awkward. That's a good one,
0: thank um, you for that. <laughs> Yeah,
1: that's my funny story.
0: That's a good one, thank you for that. All right, well, everyone, well, um, I do uh, thank, sarah uh for coming to our show and uh sharing with us her experience and uh Mm -hmm. perspective on the salon versus suite i thought there was a lot of awesome information in here and uh if you want to get in touch with her i will put the uh her handle on there you can send her a message is that cool
1: yes to frame on your main on instagram
0: and uh and or you can reach out to us at the at the show and uh i will forward your information to her either way um But yeah, thank you very much. And uh, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye.